take this energy and money that you're putting into your parents and your sister tell them to fuck off and start putting it into a relationship and you're fucking golden you're golden if you do that oh, i'll just be broke that way just <laughs> yeah you're broke but just getting laid more <laughs> well i'm just saying you just spent 300 dollars on a dinner for your parents did you get a hummer afterwards well no <laughs> okay all right then was the juice worth the squeeze then <laughs> well no <laughs> welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I am your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. I like how you tried to match match my exuberance, <laughs> my inflection. I did. And you did. You failed. But well, we were just talking about politics, and I'm all revved up. Yeah, Red, all full red-blooded. <laughs> we're, we're not going to talk about the politics no, here, we but are me not. and Jay were discussing we the results of the, the presidential debate, the first presidential debate last night, uh, which was moderated by Chris Wallace and fucking poor Chris Wallace. That's, that's all I got to say. Poor Chris Wallace. Should we um, call that moderating? I don't you know, I, Let's just not call it that. <laughs> he did his best, but after a while, Chris Wallace was just like, this is a fucking joke. And, I, and he was even throwing jokes in there every now and then, too, because he's like, this is a farce whatever this is it's far from a debate this is this is two screaming heads and and that's it but uh, we're not going to get into the politics of the debate but it was interesting and i did watch all 90 minutes of that train wreck and uh, the only thing i gotta say is and that's all that's all we're gonna say about it uh (laughs) but yes it did get us revved up but regardless me and jay got what i'm gonna call a relaxed fit episode you know uh jay doesn't know what this feels like but when you grow up a husky boy like i was um you know you always had to buy the relaxed fit jeans and uh this is a relaxed fit episode Mm. for us you know you're not gonna have to worry about how much calories you're taking in the jeans will let out with it because (laughs) (laughs) you happy fatty make a funny because uh, like not a whole lot was going hey. on we don't have a whole lot to review I'm, I'm kind of out of top fives and what i what i mean by i'm out of top fives is i'm tired of doing top fives i don't want to do another top five. Oh well, yeah we don't want to burn out all of our top five yeah. categories you know exactly we'll, we'll start going through you know those old top fives again obviously at some point but you know it's just it is what it is right. don't need to do it every single week so this is going to be a little bit more of like a free-formed episode, a little bit Ooh. of a relaxed fit. I mean, me and Jay really just have a few things to talk about that we were watching that we maybe think that you guys might enjoy watching also. Sure. And then we got some news stories to go through and two brief reviews. I'm doing a, a brief review, very brief, for Enola Holmes. Yeah, and I will be doing that as well with Dave and I also went to the theaters and saw this indie flick kajillionaire well jay i think instead of doing a full review (laughs) for kajillionaire since it is an indie darling i think we should make that a jay's indie corner and we will get into that when the time is right but before we do all that a little bit of house cleaning a little bit of 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 super movie bros news a little peek behind the curtain Mm. pay no attention to that man behind 
me and Jay, uh, the Super Movie Bros, as we are uh, collectively, have joined a network. So we previously had a network. It was a group of friends and stuff like that, and we had a lot of fun when we were when we were part uh, of that network and stuff. That network eventually eventually went away, and we just struck out on our own and continued doing our thing, doing our thing. But now we've entered into an actual business relationship they're not our bosses they're just more like benefactors we'll call them yeah. <laughs> like 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 this is great expectations and 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 they see things in our future so they're yes. willing they're willing to, to to put their name to us and and help us along our pod journey so we have joined the age of radio podcasting network uh so we joined a bunch of great shows over there so if you start hearing ads in the show don't blame us you know, it's it's the big guys. It's not us. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's not me yeah. and Jay. It's not yeah. our call. It's not our call. No, no, no. <laughs> we not have bosses now. We're not no, exactly but, sure what those ads are. Not yet. But, but no, uh, they, they reached out to me, and uh, honestly, you know what? For 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 the other shows that are involved with it and i think you know the the, the great interview and the great um the, the great meeting that we had and stuff like that yes. i felt like this network both met our needs for growth because me and jay still want to want to grow the show expand the show make it more uh more more than more than what it is and i'm i you know i i mean what I mean by is the content will stay the same. I just want to get to more people, you know. I because I think we're good. I think we're damn good. I think yeah. if we and I think if we build it, they will come. <laughs> and the great thing is, the network is all behind us. It, they don't want to change a lick of what we do. They want us to stay exactly the same and just be us. And exactly. They're trying to help us grow as much as we're trying to help them. You know, I mean, it's, it goes back and forth. So exactly. You know, Look, here's what it comes down a to: a couple ads is not a big deal. Me and Jay are tired of taking laps around the gym, uh, free balling it. You know, our nuts slapped against our thighs a few times, and, and it hurt. We're looking for a little bit of support. And Age of Radio came in to be our jockstrap, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, user. <laughs> all right, Jay. With all that out of the way, let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Always watching. No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, before we get into our reviews, Jay, did you watch anything this week that you think others should maybe check out? Well, I, or, or stay I, away from. Well, FX just dropped the latest season four of Fargo. Chris yeah, that's Rock been starring like, Fargo. It's been like four years. Like no, uh, two or three years, right? Since the last season, it's been it's, it's been it's, it's been a little while. It's been, been a, a hiatus. While. But um, I kind of like I kind of like that that there's like no pressure to be like every year we need a yes. new season because the creators just come back and they're like we got a story and we want to tell it. It keeps your content fresh. And this is more in the mob centralized focus. So you know different kind of nationalities going head to head over the years. Um, it's so far I've only seen the first two episodes. And after that, I think it's going to be a weekly drop. So, so far, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it has some uh, right now. This season four has Chris Rock as one of the main saying, leads how, and, how's and Chris Jason Rock in Schwartzman. Uh, he's solid. He's fine. He's fine. Please tell me he does a white gangsters be like this. No, no, very <laughs> gangsters be like this. It's un- honestly, it's very understated right now, to be honest. And I keep hearing that it's just going to get more and more crazy. There are a couple more characters in here. There's a lot of great, actually. There's a lot of good actors in this thing, to be honest. But uh, Jesse Buckley, she just uh, came out with that wild movie that I just reviewed recently called. 
I'm thinking of ending things, and she was the main lead with that with Jesse Plemons, that Charlie Kaufman film, and right. she plays a very animated, quirky nurse in this um, in this series right now, and she's definitely a scene stealer. But there's also like, a lot of great actors in here, like Jack Houston, Ben Whishaw, Jason Schwartzman, and uh, this this one big dude who's never really done anything in Hollywood before. I think um, Salvatore Esposito. Okay, he is this like. Really monster, quirky, um, brooding, heavy, big guy, like with a great mustache, bulging eyes. He's an you know he's a an immigrant from Italy coming over because you know his family, someone in the family died, and he's visiting, and he's just kind of overseeing and calling everybody pussies in the family, and <laughs> he's just a big brooding bully and it's he's 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 a lot of fun and so far and i think he's gonna be uh an interesting character throughout the series so i'm excited for that i've always loved fargo every season is different every season is is. good and it's quality um i think season three season three was was my favorite um i think that's also because it had (laughs) Because it had one of one of my favorite actors, Bruce Campbell, mm. uh, in it, and he played Ronald Reagan. So. <laughs> Mike Devers, in his book, said that I had a short attention span. Well, I was going to reply to that, but oh, what the hell? Let's move on to something else. You, you really can't go wrong with that. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, it's it's always it's it's always been a show, you know, since its onset, you know, in two thousand and uh, like fifteen, maybe this show came out. I want to say uh, um, I think longer than that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but but since its onset, it's it's drawn in a lot of a, a lot of stars. Uh, uh, two thousand fourteen. Yep. Two thousand fourteen. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it, but it's always it's always drawn in a lot of stars, and it's just it's just a quality made show, and I think mm-hmm. that goes down to what you and I were talking about earlier, which is like they don't feel the pressure to have to put out a season every year. A sure. season comes out when they are ready for a season to come out, and there's there's no pressure. They're not forcing a story, and they're not continuing the same story every year either. So, um, you know, FX kind of was one of the first to kind of bring back that that yeah. serialized um seasons where it's like this season follows this story next season follows a whole nother story yeah you know, I, they I started it. out with american horror story continued it with fargo and now exactly. we got we got netflix kind of doing it with uh, haunting on hill house and now uh Bly house which will be coming out shortly well, which i'm excited for and, and it's genius because if you find the right tone and people love it there's so so much different stories that you can build on within that world of tone you know like i mean that's just that's one of the hardest things to accomplish in tv or movies or you know in 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 motion uh art like that it's it's finding that right tone and and keeping up with that similar tone with different kind of stories you know and and it's it's worked out great for some shows so i'm really excited for this one so far so good happy about that and then i to believe it or not this is kind of like a I guess an admission for me, but for Fargo, I'll probably do what I've done for the last seasons of it is right. I will wait until this entire season is out and I'll watch it on Hulu or, you know, elsewhere. Maybe I have, I have my FX now app and I might, I might watch it on that, but I, I usually wait for the entire season to come out. Cause it is a, it is a bingey TV show. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I saw the usual suspects for the first fucking time can you believe you've never it? seen usual suspects i know 
I know. It's crazy. And I, I can't believe how old it is, too. It's like nine, 1995. I mean, the best um, story to come out of Usual Suspects, and this is one that like a lot of people know, is that when Brian Singer um, was was filming the the infamous lineup scene where they're all cracking up, sure. none of them can keep, their, can keep it straight. The reason they are cracking up is because they all went out for a big lunch during, during lunch, and Benicio Del Toro was ripping ass the entire time <laughs> and loudly at that to the point where everyone around could hear the hear it and that is what's keeping them cracking up and brian singer was pissed because that was supposed to that was meant to be a serious scene that introduced you to every single one of the characters and stuff like that and he wanted it to match a certain tone and they did film it multiple they, ways yeah. they had takes of it where it was serious and brian singer went the laughing works it's, well, it's it just makes in. so much more Happy sense accident. with yeah, lifelong criminals. You hate the cops. You know that you technically are in for nothing at the moment, um, and they're just using you because you've you know you're lifelong crooks, and <laughs> um, and and they're trying to, to you know pin them on some kind of wild goose hunt. So they're gonna fuck around. They're gonna be you know jovial and 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 screwing with the cops and misbehaving and fucking around and playing pranks and stuff and it, it made sense and it's it was to be honest it was mild enough it wasn't like that over the top but it was right. charming enough where you can see the characters the whole point was them delivering a little bit of character flavor but also showing that they don't give a shit because they don't respect the cops because they've been lifelong crooks and no crook likes cops so why would they be, you know, so wooden like that? I mean, it, that would just take away from the whole, in my thought process, the opposite from Brian Singer thought. I, I think that would take away the whole tone in the beginning of the movie because it would just become a little bit too cold and wooden. Well, I'm glad um, you enjoyed it. Um, I did enjoy it. I love the twist at the end. I mean, you kind of, you know, it makes a lot of sense. You kind of how see did coming, how but, how have you not had that twist like spoiled for you? Like this movie came out in '95. It's highly regarded, and people talk about it all the time. How did you not have that uh, spoiled for you? I'm very good at tuning things out. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That ha- being half deaf does come in. It does, does come in handy, handy, David. That it is does, true. It does. Except when you're watching Tenet, in which case it really is your experience. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's also interesting that like this movie came out two weeks before Seven, which was another Kevin Spacey movie that has gone on to be absolutely massive cult classic, just like The Usual Suspects. And um, Usual Suspects, it's crazy, but two sex offenders in the movie. Yeah, you got Kevin Spacey and you got Brian Singer, both of them. Yeah. Both of them. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, at least when I say sex offenders, I mean sex scandals. I don't know who they paid off to stay out of cuffs, but, you know. Well, underage right boys. Pop. That's a mighty full sack you're carrying. Piss off, you perverted old freak. Ooh, we got a fighter. The, 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 right, the right palms were greased. Uh, careers destroyed, but will always have their legacy here. Separate the art from the artist. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right, Jay. So what I've been watching this week, I, I've basically just done a bevy 
of horror films. So I re-upped my subscription to Shudder, uh, which is the AMC-led channel that you can get through Amazon Prime or your Roku box, stuff like that. And it, it just it, it's streaming for horror movies, but they've gotten into making their own original horror movies. So I decided I was going to give some of these a shot because I was looking at their star rating on Amazon and I was like, huh. This gets a good reviews from horror fans, people like me. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to check them out. So I watched three of them, and I'm going to just do like brief rundowns of them real quick because I do think that if you're a horror fan, you should give Shudder a shot. It's $5.99 a month, I think, which is for a streaming service, not not that bad. You do get a lot of content. I, I think maybe they, they could do more. I, when I had it previously... Shutter had a whole lot more movies and a whole lot more like cult classic uh, 70s and 80s horror than they have right now. But there still is enough new horror on there. Like uh, The Color Out of Space is on there, which is one I just reviewed that I highly recommend everybody check out. That is now streaming on Shutter. One that me and Jay loved from last year, also with Nicolas Cage, Mandy. If you haven't checked that out, that's now streaming on Shutter. So nice. there's there's definitely things to check out there. So the, the ones that I checked out, the first one was called Host. And this is the most digestible horror movie I have ever watched. And I think even Jay can get down with it because it's 56 minutes. Ooh. That's it. And it's a, it's a Shudder original that's horror movie. That's all you need for a horror movie. Sometimes, sometimes it is. You know? But it, it was it was they made it during quarantine. So all the actors are kind of in their respective spaces and they are filming it through a Zoom meeting on their laptop. And mm. it, it, it gets really interesting because they perform a seance and they may or may not summon something through their seance that they're doing through the internet. Who has summoned me to this realm? No, you summoned Satan! Yeah, no toy! What'd you think we were doing? And through the power of the internet, it has the ability to be in multiple places at once. And it's only 56 minutes. And I know what you're thinking, like, oh, it's 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 webcam, you know, it, it's like unfriended. No. It's far better than unfriended or anything else you've seen in the webcam genre you know much like i talked about the movie search with john cho where he's looking for his daughter who's missing that's all filmed through a webcam that movie is 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 really well done it exceeds its genre so does host it exceeds its i, I don't even want to say like the the webcam footage is a genre it, it's more of like a trope it, it goes it goes beyond its trope and actually surpasses it and and does a fantastic job of it it is truly frightening too so it's very hard nice. to get me with jump scares and stuff like that but it is truly truly scary so uh i do i do encourage people to check out host uh streaming on shutter and then jay another one that i watched that i didn't like that much but i watched it it is a Shutter original movie. It is a film from thailand uh and it's called the pool and it's about a guy who was filming a he's he's the art director on some some commercial that's being filmed and it's in a pool with no ladders or anything attached to it they let out the water while he's passed out asleep on a raft and no one knows that he's there and before he knows it he's stuck inside this pool with a crocodile <laughs> yeah and it had one of the most saddest endings I've ever seen in the movie. Uh, there's a dog in it, so don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> but 
um, as far as it goes, the CGI was fucking awful. It, it it was barely entertaining for the ninety minutes that it that it was on. I would say maybe like if this did the the fifty six minute model like host did, it would have it would have done it would have done well for itself. But I think it just dragged on a little bit too long. But so I don't recommend that one for anybody. Okay. And the third one that I watched was called Haunt. And this follows just a group of college kids that see a turnoff for a haunted house uh, when uh, during the, the end of their Halloween night. And they decide to just cap their night off with one final scare. And they go in to this haunted house, but not all of it is what it seems. It seems like the people who are running it have figured out what their greatest fears are and are using that against them. Also, not everybody is expected to make it out alive because, duh, it's a horror movie. <laughs> so uh, this one was one of those movies where it's like, it it got me because there's a lot of blood. Like there's, it, it's it's gory. Uh, it, it's got, it's got jump scares that, that are good. And the, the, the main actress has, has, they're, they're, she has like an interesting story behind her in it, that the main character. And, um, it, it kind of deals with themes of abuse and, and standing up for yourself and stuff like that. And I didn't think I would like it all that much. Like I really thought this was going to be kind of like, just, you know, like, like that, that, one that came out a couple uh, a few years ago where they were in the carnival that was all horror uh hellfest that's what it was <laughs> sorry i had to uh, edit out me looking for it but uh yeah hellfest so <laughs> uh, i thought it was going to be another one of those but it far exceeded my expectations and it's worth your time so there is stuff on shutter obviously we're getting close to halloween and i'm getting very in to the spirit of halloween and horror movies so in my what are you watching for for most of october expect it to be a lot of horror films because i have quite a quite a list that's growing already for ones that i haven't seen yet and i really really want to want to see them and and talk about them on the show awesome man can't wait so that's gonna do it for what are you watching me and jay got a review to do very quickly for enola holmes before we get into this week's news enola who are you she's your sister enola her mind sharp as a tack tell me who she enola 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 his eye all right so our main review this week is for enola holmes now this film stars millie bobby brown henry cavill sam claflin and helena bonham carter uh and they all play the respective holmes family mm-hmm. so henry cavill is playing sherlock holmes sam claflin is playing mycroft and millie bobby brown is enola and uh helena bottom carter pay- plays their mother edora now this follows the holmes brothers on their first trip back at home in quite some time and they plan on seeing to their mother's future is kind of like what they're talking about there well but disappearance they, really i mean they, they, you know they came back because she disappeared well, they come to find that she's that she's disappeared right and my, it's mycroft's job as the older brother to send enola to a finishing school for girls because she is now his ward. Mm -hmm. And we come to find out that that is not in her plans or 
was it ever in her mother's plans for her because they are both strong women who don't like to be told what to do. And Enola kind of escapes and goes on an adventure of her own, much like her older brother, Sherlock, who's played by Henry Cavill. And she stumbles upon a mystery and the game is afoot. Yes. So this film was directed by a, a, a TV show director, a, a successful one though. He's done Fleabag, very you know beloved, uh, Killing Eve, Emmy yes. award winning yes. Fleabag. So because so, Fleabag swept the Emmys last year, much like Shit's Creek did. did this year, and uh, Killing Eve was a fan favorite as well. Yeah, and if you scroll his IMDb, he's very familiar right. with a period piece and, for and, sure. You know, and a young uh, a young writer. I know credit. his biggest credential is doing the movie Wonder, that was a big hit. Um, and this movie is just a charming delight. How you know? However, I, I didn't like all of the characters the way they were written, you know? Um, I, I was not a fan okay. of the brothers. Well, most mostly Sherlock Holmes himself. I, I did not like Henry Cavill's character. I thought it was completely reserved, completely underwritten, and literally robbed the studio with his paycheck like he literally just had to be a face and make a maybe say a sentence and make an impression or two like make a smile make a smirk um and and read a paper or whatever like but it was just so (laughs) la-di-da here's why i like that though henry cavill is someone who a casts a shadow when he's in a room your eyes immediately go to him and you want that in the beginning of the movie because you want to feel like you want a sherlock holmes story you want to follow his adventure but they subvert you by giving you enola holmes adventure i mean obviously the 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 name of the movie is enola holmes so we knew that we were going to be following her but like he's there to make you want to spend more time with him but you know you wind up getting enola and i'll be honest like early on i saw her as plucky teenage girl trying to Mm -hmm, going out mm -hmm. for some mischief and millie bobby brown does so much more with the role than that and and the story does a whole lot more to to elevate the character from beyond plucky yes. teenage girl yes refuses to listen to older brothers so i i like the fact that henry cavill's a little bit quieter a little bit more reserved because a this movie does set itself up for a sequel it's not a big cliffhanger so if you don't get a sequel you I won't agree. be like oh shucks but it does set yourself set you up for a sequel and i am henry cavill did good enough job where with his character that i'm interested in seeing what they have for him in the future as well and he also because of who because of who henry cavill is and the presence that he commands when he does show up it is important things that he is telling Enola that she takes away and uses in her own adventure. So I I liked it. I do agree that could this have been someone else who who maybe... And and to be honest, perhaps the sequel would be a little bit more of a brother-sister type of relationship, you know, going through a story. Um, They're just setting up her character, you know, and trying to keep him kind of simmering in the background. I get that. But... For me, it was just such a jarring. I don't know. It, the the pendulum swung so hard into Enola's in, in story, and I knew that. I knew that going forward. But I, you know, 
I understand, like Sam Claffin's character. Look, you wanted to toss a coin to your wisher, <laughs> and you wanted more of him. <laughs> That's what you wanted. I get it. I get it. I want more Henry Cavill too. I want him more on the screen. I want him in my bedroom. I want like I want. I want more Henry Cavill too. I get it, Jay. I get it. <laughs> I toss a coin to that witcher anytime. Right? Just just spread the cheeks. Let me toss the coin. <laughs> But um, uh, like you got also got to remember, Henry Cavill may not necessarily have been paid for this right. role. He may he may have gotten a a a a just a well, certain number. Uh, no, this was not always a Netflix original. This was uh, this is an Alcon Entertainment, which is normally a partner oh, with I did WB. Not know that. I, I thought believe. this was um. So I think normally. Oh, okay. Beforehand, this was supposed to be a theater release, and then I think they just shook it up okay. and they realized that they need to just get this off their plate and may as well get it out through Netflix, you okay. know, on demand in 2020. Can I ask why no mustache? Is it because Mycroft already had one? Could probably not have the probably. fantastic Cavill stash. The infamous Cavill stash? I don't think he wants to experiment with that period piece mustache because Sam Claflin, I mean, he could pull off a he could pull off a period piece saying, look pretty good. With the mustache, Henry Cavill is the best looking pedophile I've ever mm. seen, bar none, hands yeah. down. True. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, let's 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 move on. Henry Cavill. I, I like them in it. You you think I, they, they might have reserved them a little I, I too do. much. I, I, I do. I mean, that was my first impression, and I got to stick with that. I understand you have a good argument. You do. Um, I, I just hope that, like I said, the follow-up, which I do believe there will be one, because um, this is a success. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see be. a bit more of a partnership with he and his sister, especially since he took over her as his Ward. But now that it's a Netflix original, that means a sequel will have to come to Netflix, right? Because you're not going to put a sequel to this film in a theater's now. I think it's a theater release anyway. I think this was a perfectly fine release for Netflix. Um, I think you're right. I I really don't think they needed to do a theater. No. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice seeing Millie Bobby oh, Brown she was in something where she wasn't running, where she wasn't running from a monster, right? And 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 Godzilla, she's running from a monster. And and you know, in Stranger Things, where I love her in Stranger Things, I mean, she really carried this film with her energy and her spunk. I mean, she really there's a light in her uh, eyes that it did sparks not go away. when she talks to it the did camera. Not go away. It's like like she lights up when she's talking to the camera and stuff like that. And I usually hate fourth wall breaking. It stuff. depends on uh, the actor. I mean, it depends on the actor. You have does. to be a pretty strong. She carried it. Well. I agree. I agree. She carried I agree. it well. And 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 I enjoyed it. And I wasn't expecting that from you know the gloomy girl well, or the movie. <laughs> you know, who, I mean, who bleeds right, from her nose right. when she when she throws people with her powers. Yeah, yeah? it wasn't. No, was I expecting? She what, blew this, me away. This movie solidified the fact that she's going to be around for a long time. I think so. The person I like the most in it, and he's someone I'm really not familiar with. I love Sam Claflin's uh, Mycroft. I just loved how I loved how angry he was. I loved um, I loved how condescending and he he was a good foil for 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 Anola. Yeah. Like 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 he was just a good antagonist. You know, that's her brother. You know, like I, I was surprised how yeah. But Mycroft, if you read Sherlock Holmes, like my or you even watch the Sherlock series, or, or you've watched really mm-hmm. anything with with Sherlock, even in even in the um even in the Robert Downey Jr. and Guy Ritchie Sherlock's, Mycroft is just a cock. Like he's just yeah. an asshole. 
And he always and he always has been. He's the upper society prick. He's the one that is elevating the Holmes name yeah. to more. You know, when, when they keep telling her when she's in the boarding school that you're you're a Holmes, and that name is starting to carry a lot right. more weight in this country. And sure, Sherlock Sherlock is probably well known among the Scotland right. Yard people and the, the people who like to read the read the crime rags in the uh, you know in the newspaper and stuff. But it's Mycroft who's involved in the government and stuff like that and making the Holmes True. name. True. Through through politics, True. and he's being um, thirsted but, um, after by some 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 old ladies in, <laughs> in this movie. But no, he's a. Gr- I, it's funny that you say that because he is a, a pretty solid, decent actor, and you know he came on a scene uh, plucked by Jerry Bruckheimer and was in that Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and then suddenly he was kind of, you know, in the limelight from time to time. Uh, Hunger Games. Me before you with Amelia Clark, you know, a little rom com that was charming. Always in supporting right. roles, and this is a supporting role as well. I just think they, they gave him a little bit more yeah, to do than I, he's I had think, before. Like, I think I, it was nice. It was good to see him. I think he hammed it up pretty well. I think he's a good. I think not, he said it right. He's a good foil with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Yes. It's it's not easy playing a dick. Like it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> it's believe me, I've been doing it my whole life. It's it's hard to keep it up, <laughs> but. <laughs> He, he does it well, uh, and Helena Bottom Carter, I think, you know, in in her minor supporting role, much like much like Henry Cavill, you know, she's not stealing the show, but mm. she's adding something to Enola's character and giving us a better understanding of her. You know, it's 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 the two characters of, of Sherlock and uh, the the mother and Theodora who are giving Enola the tools that she needs to navigate this world, but. What Eodora gave her is something that Sherlock couldn't give Enola. You know, he, it's 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 something it, that that confidence that she gained from her mother through, throughout all those flashbacks and stuff is something that Sherlock could never do for her. And I think that's why you needed both of them as kind of like her, her Yodas, her her Obi Wan's, her you know whatever you want to say, her her Miyagi. No such thing, a bad student, only bad teacher. Teacher say, student do. Pretty much. And, and, I, and I like that aspect of it. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately what it boils down mm-hmm. to is, is this a fantastic piece of filmmaking? No. Is it fun? Yeah. You know, is it is it fucking charming? Absolutely. Does it do a female protagonist right? You're damn right it does. And and that's that's that was my takeaway from this. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I didn't think that the mystery that we're all trying to solve, I didn't think it was too deep. And and that's for a reason. Like this could very easily be it's rated PG thirteen, but y- y- you cut out a, a gunshot here or there and you have a PG movie. Uh so you know it's it, it, it walks its line very well. And sure. but I, I think it did a great job. Uh and I, I, I did really enjoy it, and I do want a sequel. I just have one major gripe, Jay. One major gripe. You know what really grinds my gears? People in the 19th century. Why don't they get with the freaking program? So the main villain in the movie, the man in the boulder yes. hat, who has been following Enola and Torxbury around, there is a fight oh, scene that takes okay. place, and I don't want to yeah. say where it takes place because it'll spoil the mystery, and we're not doing spoilers here. But the the man in in the boulder hat, Linthorn, is played by Burn Gorman, uh, and he's a character actor. You've seen him before. Uh, he's he was in Game of Thrones. He played Carl Tanner from Gin Alley. Drinking wine from the skull of Gior, fucking Mormon. 
so anyway, he plays the bad guy. He's chasing both Enola and Torxbury with a shotgun. And it's a crack it's a crack barrel shotgun. So he cracks the barrel, pops in two shells, closes it, fires twice, cracks it again, pops in two shells. That's that's how this gun works. So he's chasing them, they're hiding, and he puts two shells in, fires one, and it's a miss. And then he fires another one when Enola goes after him and it misses again. Then the gun is thrown to the ground, slides off, and another character picks it up and fires it. But can you see why I'm so fucking angry? And I was like, I counted. He fired twice. And I told Lauren, I was like, he fired twice. And she's, I was like, I'm rewinding. And she's like, you're not rewinding. And I was like, you, no, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> that bothered me. That concept, <laughs> that is the equivalent of a T-Rex standing on flat ground, attacking a Jeep. And then that same Jeep getting thrown off of... <laughs> thrown off of a 90 foot cliff on the same side of the road that that t-rex just stepped off of (laughs) it is a popcorn movie thing where it's just like why are you caring Mm. about this stuff Mm. just shut up and have fun and it's like yeah i still had fun i still had fun yeah yeah and i'm I'm very happy that i don't have your brain with that (laughs) because i am not savvy enough or do i care about it because i might be aware of it and then forget about it a split second later motherfuckers got a boomstick two bullets in boomstick fires two bullets boomstick still goes boom don't make sense to me (laughs) but anyway jay any closing thoughts on enola holmes before we move on no no we 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 touched on it enough this is a c-plus film for me uh had a good time with it it's not the best film quality wise however it is still charming and it's an easy watch Uh, i think it's still worth a watch and i think it's a good family film and i'm looking forward to a sequel i enjoyed my time with it i'm also more akin to watching children's movies than than perhaps you are i guess we would say um uh, so i I, i'm a b plus on this one i really really enjoyed it you know like i said it's it it, it, if this was in the box office i don't think it would have set the box box office ablaze or anything i think netflix is the perfect home for it and i Mm. i don't know whether my score would be different if i went to the theaters to see it but i really enjoyed my time with it me and my wife had a lot of fun watching it and you know i i I think my daughter might actually enjoy it too so uh b plus so i'm 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 pretty solid on this one so yeah yeah so that's gonna do it for our review of enola holmes jay we're taking it easy tonight so we're we're actually uh almost towards the end of the episode we're saving news for the end of the episode but before we do that let's take our bicycles and go for a ride into fishtown philadelphia and go to a local little corner bar you're gonna spend way too much money for a (laughs) old-fashioned exactly But they'll make it. But they'll make it wrong, and you'll you'll you'll, you'll correct them. I I, I will you'll correct them about how they're making it wrong. As I twirl my mustache, yeah. yeah. As you twirl your mustache <laughs> with your square frame glasses <laughs> and your suspenders that you're wearing, ironically, because we're getting into Jay's indie corner. Welcome back to Jay's Indie Corner. It's been a long time since me and Jay have had a seat in this little indie corner where he is sipping on a bourbon neat Mm -hmm. and he's got a brand new indie ditty 
that he would like to talk to us about. So, Jay, what's the title of that little indie ditty? Kajillionaire. And if you're new to this, what we do is Jay names, gives me the title of this little indie ditty, and then I try to come up with a synopsis for it based on name alone. And then Jay will tell us what the film is actually about. So, Kajillionaire, obviously, Kajillion is a number for that is far more than any of us could ever fathom. I mean, it's 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 above it's above billion. It's above trillion. It's a kajillion. <laughs> so, One day so, somebody yeah. will be a kajillionaire. It'll so, be a Bezos kids. So it's <laughs> probably. <laughs> so this this follows a young a young boy who you know it starts with him out on the play yard and you know like you know how kids talk and they always try to one up each other and and some kid is just like oh yeah well when i grow up i'm going to make a million dollars another kid's like i'm going to make a billion dollars another kid's like yeah i'm going to make a trillion dollars and then this little kid walks up he's already in a three piece suit hair slicked back and he's just like oh yeah i want to make a kajillion dollars everyone's like whoa and it follows his exploits as he creates business after failing business, mm. botched just like Trump. Yeah, go ahead. Botched real estate schemes, yeah, and multiple, multiple uh, failed attempts at at different businesses until he finally strikes it rich by giving people what they actually need. And what that is, is pornography, Jay. And then becomes a successful businessman, so successful that he actually buys his way into the presidency and becomes one of the most vile, revealed villains of United States history as the president in the far-flung future. But no one seems to care about his pimpish past. Okay. So it's like it's like girls going wild and meets Jeffrey Epstein meets Donald Trump. You got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. All right. I'm, I'll, I'll check this out. Yeah. All right. All right. So what is Kajillionaire <laughs> actually about? All right. So Kajillionaire is from writer-director Miranda July. She is a very small indie filmmaker. She previously has done... The most revered film that most people have seen from 2005, Me and You and Everyone We Know. I've heard of it. And that followed a lonely shoe salesperson and an eccentric performance artist. And they kind of struggle in a contemporary life within, you know, You know who else was a lonely shoe salesman? Al Bundy. Ooh, yes, he was. I think we need an Al Bundy uh, origin one. story we do that that will come one day <laughs> that'll come one day yeah. let's let's make that dave let's do that come on <laughs> yeah the al bundy origin story it ends when he meets peg because that's when all of our lives end yeah when we get married <laughs> anyway so, this this is highly eccentric this is a very offbeat quirky kind of film like think portland oregon you know like something off kilter for sure like uh, portlandia off kilter yeah, or pretty much or, <laughs> all right in that Fair vein enough. it's a drama though it's 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 essentially like a you know so okay, so it follows a an older couple and their daughter, played by Evan Rachel Wood, named oh, Old okay. Old Dolio. I know her. <laughs> yes. She's she's, she's, oh, a she's great I'm actress. With. Yes, yeah. and her father is Richard Jenkins, and Deborah Winger is her mother. So oh, I love Deborah. Deborah Winger. Yeah. Uh, she's been on They're, the ranch oh, recently, of course. Um, and Richard Jenkins is you know beloved and oh absolutely you know, absolutely and. It's a very quirky dynamic. They're very, 
very low, low, low ball con artists. You know, they like to scheme. They like to cheat the system. They like to just kind of live on the breadcrumbs of society off the grid. With their kajillionaire status, is their daughter possibly an android that has escaped from a... Escaped from know. Westworld. Right. Oh, 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 right. <laughs> a, a Western fantasy park by chance? No? No. no? Okay. Because no. that's what everyone Rachel Wood is famous for currently uh, is is her role in Westworld, which is honestly the only role that really matters on that show, it seems like, anymore. But anyway. Well, yeah, she's always been a central figure, and she's one of the bigger stars. I've always been a big fan of her ever since her breakout role in 13. Um I, I always knew she was a great talent. But, um, Go figure. Jay loves nothing more than 13-year-old girls. <laughs> oh, 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 motherfucker. Left yourself wide open. I, I'm slapping you in the nuts right now oh, through this microphone. Yeah, that's like, yeah. That, I mean, that's that, that's like throwing a slow pitch right down the middle. I didn't expect <laughs> me not to hit it. Come on now. <laughs> that is true. All right. I give you that. And, um, and like I said, it follows this like very low ball, like, you know, they're just living off breadcrumbs of con artists, you know, just trying to scrape by, live off the grid. And, you know, they, you know, they've taught her how to essentially live like them. And she okay. has this. So like Captain Fantastic. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very much so like that. And she just, you could just tell she has no life. She's 26 years old. She's, she dresses like a, a 1994 skater boy grunge kid with a really deep voice and has no sense of social skills and or or real life anyway and 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 somehow this this new scheme comes about that she has an idea for and wants to explore and they stumble upon this new girl on the plane played by gina rodriguez and she's this big ball of energy and spice of life and she's not all she cracks up to be when she you know first meets him but she is a very empathetic person who likes to who, who wants to just kind of partake in the in in the in the family business for like a thing and she thinks it's fun it's an like, exciting idea skip to the end okay i, I know i'm rambling on a little too long no. No, no, like, what, what I want to know is the moral of the story is the fact that these are people who have nothing, right? But they're cajillionaires because they have each other, right? Well, she like they, makes, live- they make fun of society for always trying to strive to be cajillionaires who wants to um, spend all this money and strive for something more than what they actually need or want, and okay. and are ultimately unhappy when you know why do all that when you know you can just live perfectly fine and happy and content yeah i guess the i mean but I they are living like shit i mean i don't there's, you know, like they're they're delusional for, for sure i guess there's two ways to live stress-free in our world you could either not care about money and not care about anything like that and go mm-hmm. live off the grid and the only thing you have to stress about is the work that you make off your own back or which is more like Captain Fantastic, and this is this is not so much like that. This is, or you can be Oprah, and you can have a kajillion dollars and not stress about anything because I'm fucking Oprah, bitch. <laughs> like I, I have so much yeah. money, I don't have to worry yeah. about anything. I'd rather be Oprah. <laughs> yeah, given the choice between the two, um, I, I, I I'd be a past middle aged black woman with a kajillion dollars for sure. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> and um, so it essentially turns into this great character piece of her blossoming as a young adult and Gina Rodriguez trying to help her break out from the the hard shell that her parents kind of 
took her under and 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 to become her own woman become you know her own person and 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 it develops into a, a beautiful you know uh, relationship and and you know it's a charming little film it's it's certainly a dark humor film and and it has a good message it's an enjoyable watch it's very quirky okay. um but it has some nice twists and turns and surprises and it's a nice little enjoyable watch and so, I, I, so, I would give this a b plus i think if for okay. an indie movie this is a solid quirky little film that i think it works and i think it has a lot of good messages a lot of different kind of messages throughout this film but i would like everybody to go out and seek this was it worth you risking the uh recycled air of a movie theater and and getting covid for it was it was was it worth it it's not worth worth going to the theater for i would say but i definitely would say you know seek this out when it does come out and you know check it out because i think it's worth your watch and has a lot to say and it's you know really great performances across the board gotta love it and you'll you won't even recognize evan rachel wood especially her voice all right fair enough let's get out of your indie corner because honestly it's a little creepy here uh there's just way too many guys with mustaches being worn ironically and i i just can't take it let's head over and let's finish out this episode with this (laughs) week's news all right news story let's start it off light all right jay we we haven't really touched on it but there's there's been a lot of news reports coming out that borat 2 had actually filmed in secret even though there was some leaks that 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 he was filming uh at a rodeo at some point i believe it was or uh, a few other places so so people knew that sasha rudy giuliani i think had something was yeah was going out in public as the Borat character. But what they didn't know was that he was filming He was filming Borat 2. Uh, we come to find out that last week that Borat 2 was actually finished filming and already had a release date. And and some people in Hollywood, it had been screened for them already, and it, it, it already has a slated release now for October 23rd, which it will premiere on Amazon Prime. So it's going to get released on Amazon Prime. And it actually got a title this week as well. The original title of Borat was Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. I, I, I'm doing my best not to read that in the Borat voice. <laughs> but this sequel is Borat. Gift of pornographic monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Yeah. Uh, so my my question is like, <laughs> has it been long enough that he can go out as Borat and trick some people into thinking that he is a for real news reporter from Kazakhstan? I. Th- think there it is i know i know i I don't know what to say i'm like i you know it depends it depends on who you go after 
It really does. Right. I So reportedly, Mike Pence will be in this. Uh, other reports were that Rudy Giuliani is also in this. So it, it does seem that like more than likely, a lot of the people will be in on the joke with this, uh, at least knowing well, that they're doing do an interview. Well, you do have to sign with, off on it, I think, right. correct? Like after right. the fact? You would, yeah, because the original Borat had people blurred out. But I, I think the idea is some people know they're talking to quote unquote Borat, but they may not know the direction it's going to go in. And sure. that's what Sasha Baron Cohen's yeah. going to bring to comedy. You're going to be asked awkward questions, and you have to respond right. one way or another. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether you know that that's Sasha Baron Cohen behind the mustache and the fro. What matters is that he doesn't break character, and that's the charm of it. I'm slightly excited for this. Like, I don't know why, but it's like, I never asked for a Borat sequel. I liked Borat when I saw it when I was like 15 years old. And now it's gone on long enough. And I've heard so many people say, my wife, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sick of that. <laughs> but I, I kind of like, I'm like, okay, I think it's been long enough. If this movie was coming out 10 years ago, it would have been like hard pass. But uh, right. It's coming out it's, right before election day on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so Amazon October Prime picked 23rd. it up, and I, I I'm happy about that because nobody has to worry about paying for it. Um, you know, it's well, I think I don't know. I as mean, long as you have the, Amazon, yeah, you don't. Have I to worry guess, about paying yeah. For it. So that's cool. I mean, I'll check it out for free. I'm not jonesing to see another Borat film. I that was a one, maybe two times I saw that film. It's highly annoying and uncomfortable and and you know it's just one of those kind of things where like i was get it, it uncomfortable because you it. didn't want to see a 300 pound man naked wrestle sasha baron cohen no and i would see, rather and see that i would rather, see, rather that. see the nut sacks over and over again yeah that's the highlight of the film. Yeah, just watching, just, just watching a, a a very large man teabag Sasha Baron Cohen was the highlight of the film. Quotes from Jay. Next news story. All right, Jay, I'm going to save some of this MCU stuff for the end because I do think some of it's pretty interesting. But something that you shared with me today was that first off. This is twofold for me because, A, I was unaware that they were making a movie about the making of The Godfather and that they have cast Oscar Isaac and Jake Gyllenhaal in the film. And reportedly, Oscar Isaac is going to be playing none other than Francis Ford Coppola himself. Yes. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal is playing like the head of the Paramount Studios or whatever studio um, developed cool, the film. Cool, 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 so, cool. Yeah, I don't care. I do. I, I love out. the series. I, I love the actors. I think, you know, Oscar Isaac yeah, looks just like Francis Ford I like Ford watching documentaries about how my favorite films were made. I hate watching movies about how my favorite films were made. I don't I don't think I care about how this movie was made as much as, as, as if I watched a documentary about, like, the people who made it talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that it does have a extremely interesting backstory to, to The Godfather, but I am far more interested in francis ford coppola's director's cut of the godfather three. Oh yes yes then yes. i am in this movie getting made what has me excited for this movie is oscar isaac like i right. love oscar isaac i think he's a fantastic actor and i think he's the type of guy that only puts his name on something if he believes it and, and wants to be part of it i think star wars is his misstep <laughs> But um, and it's it's sad for me, a massive Star Wars fan. But to say that. what do you expect? You know, yeah. I mean, but, it's but Star Wars. Is, you can't say no is, to that. 
he's the type of guy that only puts his name on something that 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 I believe he wants to be in and he believes in and he wants to be a part of. Sure. So that kind of gives me hope for this. But in reality, I'm not the type of person who cares that much. I love The Godfather. Come on, I grew up a fucking Guido in in the northeast of the of the nation. Like, uh, obviously, like the Guido, uh, the. <laughs> Obviously, The Godfather was like an anthem for 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 me growing up. I've always loved this movie. Uh, I just don't know if I really care about how this movie was made all that much. Well, okay. So how about this? David Fincher is coming out this year with Mank and is the behind the scenes making of Citizen Kane. Do don't you care. care about that? Not really. Okay. Got to be honest with you. I don't. Okay. And I will be the first one to say I don't care either. However, it's David fucking Fincher. <laughs> so I feel like it's he's yeah, going to bring okay. some kind of interesting thing. Or I don't think he would have done it if it wasn't going to be riveting or interesting. I understand that. You know what I'm and saying? And I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. But to me, movies about making Hollywood movies just I, scream Oscar bait. Yeah. No pun, in, no pun intended for Oscar But eyes. when it has but exceptional filmmakers behind it, I can get really excited about that. And it, and and same time, actors too. You know, I mean, it, it depends. I, I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I really am. I'll be the first one to Brando? admit it. First That's one all I want to know is who's playing Brando. Oh, that would be exciting. That would be interesting to see. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Well, apparently he was also one of those, like, they weren't even sure if he was going to come or if he was going to show up on set and how he was going to act. That's always been him. Yeah, I know. It's it, always it was just another him. one of those, like, yeah. is he gonna? what's going to happen? Right. Um, I was just He's, listening to a podcast about uh, Sofia Coppola uh, pimping out her new upcoming movie called On the Rocks, and you know she's talking about Lost in Translation and how she scored Bill Murray and how the infamous you know Bill Murray only you has, never know whether he's going to show up. He has a fucking voicemail. That's it. He has no agent, yep. no manager, nothing. You leave like, a voicemail. He might get back to you. Might not. Doing Ghostbusters, they didn't know whether he was going to yeah, be there. They didn't know. One. Doing Groundhog, they, they didn't, they didn't know, know if he was going to show up. There. And yeah, he you just up. don't know. Yeah. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. But uh, I mean, I, I look for, I look, I look forward to seeing it someday. I'm not like chomping at the bit for this though. But it, it I know that The Godfather has an interesting You'll see story this in behind 2022. it. 2022, yeah, this is going to be a while from now, I think. Yeah, and, and it's and it's it's clearly an Oscar baity. Yes, yes, grab yes, for yes. sure. Yeah. Next news story. All right, Jay. So for a long time, fans of Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer, both films with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in them, beloved, you know, sword and sandals movies from the early 80s. Uh, one of them really got Arnold Schwarzenegger his start, have been kind of waiting for King Conan. Uh, this is a film that would see the return of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the role of Conan the Barbarian in a third installment to that series. But it seems like perhaps they've decided to go a different route with this. Uh, I haven't heard any news on King Conan in a long time. So it looks like with the age of Arnold Schwarzenegger and kind of the state of Hollywood right now, it, it's not something that's really in the cards to happen. However, Netflix will be developing a Conan the Barbarian series that's going to be based more on the comic book series than the Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer series. If you are a fan of that series, I, it's not one that I've ever been crazy interested in, mm -hmm. but I know that Robert E. Howard's Conan stories have a 
big fan following and i think that this is the type of wheelhouse that netflix has shown that they're they're perfectly capable of playing in, right? The Witcher has a a loyal fan base and they turned it into a really good TV show. And they're, they're, they plan on doing a lot with Steve Miller comics. You know, a lot of the Steve Miller properties that he's done throughout the years, they, they, they've now signed him and they're, they're developing a bunch of series with him. And I think Conan, the Barbarian series, fits right in with, with the type of stuff that they're trying to put out over there on Netflix. And I think this is going to be extremely successful for them. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I'm not huge on this property, so it's not my cup of tea. But I am interested to see what they do, and um, I'll check out the trailer. Yeah. Next news story. Speaking of playing in your wheelhouse, uh, Disney made some money on on this little one. So little little back, little pulling the curtain back. Me and Jay were talking about this news story pre-roll. Uh, it's that Disney plans on making a sequel to The Lion King with the Moonlight director. Barry Jenkins and Jay was like who cares right yeah yeah absolutely who cares <laughs> I I have no interest in this whatsoever and did did Lion King even make enough money to garner a sequel well for those of you wondering whether it made that much money it had a budget reportedly of 260 million dollars something tells me that that budget is before marketing, by the way. So we're probably dealing with a budget closer to 350 more than likely. Mm-hmm. But it pulled in $191 million on its opening weekend. Its gross U.S. box office was over $500 million, And its worldwide gross was $1.6 billion. So does it warrant a sequel to Disney? Hundred percent. Yeah, this is a money maker. I, I, I for was them. not. I did not know those figures. I really did not hear too much positive buzz because I had did no not good really buzz. hear too too much about it after the release. So I did not think it made that kind of money. I was thinking eight to nine hundred million dollars tops, not one point six. Critics didn't like it. A lot of a lot of audience didn't like it. Kids weren't exactly very turned on by it either. Exactly. How the fuck did it make 1.6? Here's the thing. It is such a name and it is one of the biggest money makers Disney's ever had since the original came out. The original animated film. It was impossible for it not to 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 clear that much money. So now uh, the apparently the the early rumor is that this is going to follow a Mufasa origin story. I just hear that name and I shudder. Mufasa. Ooh. Do it again. Mufasa. Ooh. Mufasa. Ooh. Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa. Ooh, it tingles me. So they're actually going to be looking to do a prequel instead of following the animated sequel films which initially followed Simba's daughter falling in love with a a group with, with another young lion who is from a pride of lions which were basically loyal to Scar, um, which we never saw them in the original movie, but they're Mm -hmm. there. So if the original Lion King is Hamlet, the sequel to it, Lion King 2, is Romeo and Juliet. 
Yeah. And the other sequel, which is Lion King one and a half, which follows Timon and Pumbaa, which if you watch the Lion King live action, quote unquote, live action movie, Timon and Pumbaa were, they were the reason to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, we're not, we're we're not getting it. We're not getting them in the sequel. This will follow Mufasa. Now, the the reason I like that they're going to be following Mufasa is uh, Scar, me and you talked about it during our review. We thought that with a two-hour runtime, you would take the time to flush out your villain, give him more motivation, and and make him a you know a deeper, richer character. But they didn't do that. They didn't go any deeper into Scar than than they could than than they could have. And with this, with it being a Mufasa origin story, we are going to get into a, a deeper understanding of who Scar is, but it's coming after the fact. So I'm not really interested in it all that much. It's interesting, but I'm not interested in it. But it'll be interesting to see how it does, box office-wise, right. now removed from the original one that people obviously may have paid money as the curiosity to go see the live-action film, but ultimately didn't like it, are people asking for a sequel? Do they want a sequel? And are they willing to put a billion dollars well, at the box office? My follow-up question would be, would this be more a Disney Plus release? I highly because doubt it. it is such a smaller side character. I highly doubt it. if they do want to put a rush. I don't think they are. I mean, let's- It's the best the original, way to do it. The original cost $260 billion. All right, let's cut the budget. What do you cut it to? $2 million? 200 million? Uh well, not if you do a Disney Plus release. Disney Plus exactly. release you could do like 150 million dollar. It'll be interesting. Do I think that's the route that they should probably go? Is that the safer route? Yes. I don't know. Is that the route that's going to net them the most money? No. I agree. Definitely. No, I agree. I, I agree with that. I'm I'm just but I'm Jay, just kind of curious with what kind of angle they're trying to do going forward right. with this app because they, you know, they need to start being a little bit more proactive and progressive with the future well, of their app and what there they're going to go. do with it. Let's get into our next news story. Speaking of Disney being a little bit progressive with their app, they've now joined other streaming services in launching Group Watch. They now have watch parties that you can do through the Disney Plus app where you can sync your stream and content remotely with friends and family and you can all watch it together, which I love this because I would love nothing more than to watch the Mandalorian episode once by myself, nobody Mm -hmm. else, watch it again with like you Mm -hmm. and other people and stuff, or or like watch it again and do like an Easter eggs breakdown of things that I'm seeing live right there in our rewatch and stuff like that. That's interesting to me. And I think it's also something that not every streaming service has available to it. Netflix has played with the with the watch party type stuff, but it's not like a main staple well, of there. I think I, I just Disney don't know can, how that works logistically wise. Like, like, I mean, like, I, I just don't know how that works. <laughs> Explain that to me. Like, how do you how do you talk to somebody while watching a movie at the same time in different households? Well, it's you're you're doing it through you're doing it through your streaming. So. So it, you mean think of it like a Zoom meeting, or like when you and I have have talked before, and I've shared my screen with you. It's kind of like that, but you're doing it through the oh, Disney. Oh, so app. those new TVs—that's right. I've heard about that. Those new TVs have cameras on them. You could do it on your TV. You could do it on your laptop. So you the TV camera There's, can right. show you watching the, the TV, sure, and so, hear you speak. 
So you can hear, okay, so the person that's watching the movie and the other party right. can hear you speaking while watching the film while you're hearing the volume from the movie. So this feature okay. will be coming to the U.S. after it's been tested in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So it's something that we can do with our Patreons, Jay. We can, uh, yeah. with our patrons, we can invite them to watch some things yep. on Disney+. Plus. I'll be getting a I, smart TV soon. Yeah, and uh, the first thing we're going to do on that, when Disney gets off its ass and it gets the Mighty Ducks back from, from HBO, who currently has the Mighty Ducks streaming on it, we're going to do a Mighty Ducks watch party. Quack, 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 Fuck, quack, Mr. Yes. Ducksworth. I'm going to wear my rollerblades. Next news story. All right, Jay, you and I are enjoying the boys on Amazon Prime. We haven't gotten hold on, into- Hold on, Dave. I need to hear it. The boys. boys. So me and Jay have been enjoying the boys on Amazon Prime, as many of the rest of the world has. In fact, Amazon's very aware that everybody loves the boys, which is why they are fast tracking a spinoff series on Amazon Prime, which will be launching possibly by the end of 2021, just mm. before, uh, you know, r- right around probably either before the boys season three premieres and this this series on amazon prime will follow a younger set of heroes and villains no word on whether it will be you know the have nots versus the haves like like the boys is uh or or whether it'll be more like uh they, they, you know, they, they talk about what is it? He, young, young kicks, hero kicks, whatever they were. The the young group of heroes that A Train used to be a part of. That the uh, that Haley Joel Osment's character of Mesmer was was a part of as well. It, it's possible it might be following them younger or a younger version of them and and a group of villains. But uh, it's going to take place in the boys universe, so expect the same type of satirical comedy. I'm not sure whether Amazon Prime is going to make it more uh let's say youth friendly than the boys is because i don't think anybody under the age of 15 can watch the boys <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty dark and fucked up story i but, agree i agree uh w- what do you feel about like a, a beloved show like this getting getting a spinoff like this do, do you think it's i think it's a fast? little exactly i think it's a little too premature i think this show needs to reach another level of revere before it gets into the spinoff mode um it needs to solidify a solid season two and right now it's just mediocre here's the thing the most successful spinoff shows i always find are ones that come out after the original is done i don't like it when they come out while and and, and essentially competing with the original one even though it's not competing uh like all the walking dead spinoffs they've sucked and and the walking dead itself has sucked there was always talks about breaking bad having a spinoff we eventually did get it in el camino on netflix but it it was not the tv show that they were that they were touting it was going to be now we're talking about a Dexter spinoff like there's uh, there's a lot of spinoffs yeah that, I don't that I don't know there. if that's necessary but like I think the, see, this, the is, ultimate this, thing is the spinoff is always the second show to the original and it's never as good and I know right. Amazon's probably aware of that they're probably just like we don't need it to be as good we need it to be half as good because as far as streaming yeah. shows go on their on their network while a lot of them are fantastic they're not highly regarded because they're not as well known but this is a property that they have that they can be like you all know this see, get in on I it I feel like I would rather see the beginning of Homelander and the beginning of Billy Butcher you know something like that like early on 
So what I not, not to spoil anything too much, but we are getting somewhat of backstories sprinkled in through season two of of Mother's right. Milk right. and a Frenchie. I've been feeling um, that. Yeah, it's I, I would out. love to see you know the story of of them getting together under Mallory. Uh, you know, culminating to Lamplighter taking out her her grandkids and stuff. I would love to see that story. You know, I uh, but of course to do that to do that prequel series, you then need to pay. Carl Urbane double. You know what I mean? You, you, you gotta, you gotta have those same actors back to do it this way. They're doing it where they can get a bunch of relatively unknown or up and coming Hollywood stars and starlets and, and, and put them in the boys world and do it on a bit of a cheaper budget. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Which is always what winds up being a problem with spinoffs. If you don't, you don't treat them as their own thing. You treat them as, as a child of this other thing. Which always winds up them never living up to the potential. Next news story. RJ, we got some casting over there in Warner Brothers. We know that they are currently filming the Black Adam movie because The Rock had a malfunctioning gate to his house you know like celebrities have like those big gates that allow you to 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 leave your 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 driveway well his malfunctioned and his response to that because he had to be on set to film for Black Adam was to rip the goddamn thing off of its hinges because the dude is all that is man. Oh, he is all that is man. You're right. <laughs> so, so we know that that they are they are currently filming Black Adam and we now have a casting news for Black Adam. We find out that the actor who will be playing Hawkeye is Aldous Hodge. And the thing I remember him most from is he played the good-looking husband in Hidden Figures. I'm not, not sure if anyone really really takes notice of such things, but but I do. I know when a man's good-looking. So, uh, so he was in Hidden Figures. Um, he also played MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton. He's a face that you 100% recognize once you see him. Um, and even as a, as a young boy, he was in one of my favorite movies, Die Hard with a Vengeance, his first role. He played young Raymond, who was two of the nephews, one of the two nephews of Samuel Jackson's character. So he's been cast as Hawkman in Black Adam. So what to expect from that casting? I'm not sure. But happy to report that I have not seen a lot of kickback because Hawkeye, Hawkman is predominantly portrayed as a white man and this is going to be a black man playing him and no one has said a damn thing i think as far as like body goes like size and stature and stuff like that he fits the bill for a superhero for sure and um you know as far as his acting goes he hasn't had a whole lot but he's not gonna be playing a big role in black adam either but i look forward to i look forward to seeing him in it because i think as far as like you know, acting chops go, and as far as size goes, he fits this casting just fine. Next news story. Speaking of casting, and while we may know who the last casting was, this next casting, we know nothing of fucking about them whatsoever. Miss Marvel series has cast its lead. Its lead is Iman Vellani, and she has never been in anything before Ms. Marvel. 
a complete yes. unknown. What do you think about that, Jay? Do, do you like this blank slate, essentially? I don't mind it. It's very cost-effective. Uh, <laughs> very cost-effective. I, 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 I just you just really hope that she knows how to act and you know she's do you, you know, really think has MCU, that skills do you really think kevin feige was not involved in the casting of this whatsoever i understand i understand but you know it depends on the like it's so it's i i you're right but look at sam worthington for example james cameron plucked him out in the middle of obscurity to be the main star of his monster avatar film franchise uh-huh. and he has ama- nothing to show for it other Jay, than that I, he I has not done you, a successful film since uh, i love how you read my mind next news story all right man avatar 2 james cameron has been working on this it. this is twice in one episode i i've had two great <laughs> segments so avatar 2 has actually completed filming and they are practically 90% done with Avatar 3. Now, that's just principal photography. Obviously, there's going to be a metric fuck ton of CGI that has to be overlaid oh my God. on all this principal photography that they've done. But pretty much, they've, they've completed both Avatar 2 and Avatar 3. Uh, they filmed it. But the best part is, Yay. like, Disney could still, like, just be like, yeah, we're not going to not going to give you the money to, to finish these <laughs> anytime they want because well, principal photography hasn't cost them probably that much money compared to what the computer generated imagery they're going to have to do over top of all those mocap outfits well, that they've guess what fox paid for it that's true that's you know true. i mean true. they didn't pay for shit so far well they um, paid for it in their merger well, essentially when they purchased I it i guess you could say that but um yeah i i just i i, I still stand behind not giving a shit or caring however i keep saying hey you know if this movie came out this year with all the non-movies coming out in theaters lately it's i'd true. be excited i'd be excited to see a fucking avatar film in theaters right but now 100 percent. but we've talked about this I mean, before so i won't get on it i just too don't much, want it i don't need it no i never needed it but yeah. if avatar 2 comes out to to even mediocre success i mean obviously with three already being filmed they're 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 going to to finish it out i think honestly with both of them being filmed and both of them going into their i'll I'll say mid-production instead of post-production because these films really do come together with their cgi i would say that fuck it release both of them in the same year one as what you know one as an early summer release one as as a late fall release you know you, you got one coming out in march or april and another one coming out in november or december well just fucking fucking bang it out well let me ask you this get it over do you with. think they're gonna stop at three no you think disney's gonna look at those two films and be like look there's nothing it depends here. how they perform there's nothing honestly. here going forward well maybe the quality think- maybe maybe the executives watch these early cuts they see this has nothing going for it I mean, Disney Disney does have a stake in this franchise, and we talked about this before because they have their Avatar land over in Animal Kingdom. That's fair, and and they're and 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 really 
the the more these films come out, the more that those rides and and that draw to their parks keeps them profitable. And you know, Disney's always done a great job of marrying you know the magic of Disney World and Disneyland with you know their their movies that they make and stuff like that. But I always questioned why would you do an Avatar Land when Avatar came out in like two thousand nine? It's been a long fucking time since since then. We're yeah, but that's been a sequels. long time since James Cameron has been promising a sequel as well it's true it's true so uh, but you know but we we're now getting a sequel that's expected in 2022 at this point for just the first one i i honestly like i'm kind of amazed that that we've gotten this far <laughs> to a sequel for avatar uh, given the length of time uh and i'm just curious what james Cameron wants to bring to the table because Mm -hmm. it's not something i would expect him to do i mean he's the type of guy who who has a project sees it to its fulfillment and moves on to his next project his next flight of fancy but something has brought him back to avatar and i'm curious to see what that story is that he wants to tell yeah i mean you'll see me there in the theater in day one that's for sure (laughs) i will if if anything but a curiosity it's like the same reason you and i watched it's the same reason that we would be sick at home uh, from high school and we watched Jerry Springer we really didn't care what's going on it's just a sick fantasy yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's just to see how depraved it could possibly get and that's that that's part of the reason that I'm gonna go see it yeah. as well yeah next news story all right, Jay, we're going to be wrapping things up here with some MCU news. Firstly, uh, apparently that is in development, and we don't have to go on this too long. There will be a Nick Fury television series in development over there at Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Not sure how I feel about this. Not sure either. I, I don't want it. I don't think it's necessary. I like it as a supporting and role, I, unless you're telling exactly, me a prequel story. Exactly. I don't even think Sam Jackson wants to... Like, He's an old retired. He's practically retired. He's been living the retired life for a decade. He likes money. He likes money. You like money. We all want to be kajillionaires. But Dave, Dave, this is this is my theory with him. He's been living a decade long retirement of showing up for no more than a week at a project site, filming his scenes and getting the fuck out and taking his like million or five million dollar paycheck. So what if I told you? But signing up for a whole series is a lot. that this is coming from Kyle Bradstreet, who is the creator behind Mr. Robot. What if I told you that? Highly regarded show. I know. Really well made. I mean, I'm intrigued more. I am intrigued which, which more. obviously adds to the spy thriller aspect of it as well, which is what you'd want to see. Yes. However, it makes me feel like this will be a prequel series. Yes. I think I, I think we might spend time with Sam Jackson. Much more. Um, but instead of the age regressing technology, I mean, do you do a young Sam Jackson? Uh, do, I mean, a, a young Nick Fury. I don't. I don't you know. Mean flashbacks, but, like flashback stuff. Possibly, yeah. But I mean, if you're going to be doing a Nick Fury show and it takes place in the current MCU, is it really the Nick Fury of? of the past Look, or, or is it's Nick Fury of sword, which I, is the planetary defense I, that, I, I that do, he started I do after think Spider-Man. I, I do think I figured it out. I, I, I do feel like it has to be a flashback thing uh, to some degree because motherfucker Did you figure is, it out after I said it. Is no, that when you figured well, it out? <laughs> maybe, but the, mother, when you figured no, it out? but the motherfucker is old, old, he's old man. He can't do uh, these things need, Hey man, motherfuckers still got some motherfuckers in them. You understand? No, 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 no. This motherfucker needs to have some action scenes, and this motherfucker can't do it. <laughs> he can't do it. <laughs> so it's got to be. Look that. at look at Captain Marvel. He didn't do shit in that. 
He can't do anything. He can't do action film, uh, action scenes. He's too old. You have to, you have to have a uh, um, a younger version. You know, going right. back and, and, and doing some badass scenes. To me. Like uh, this could be awesome. Do a prequel. Don't don't have Sam Jackson be a Nick Fury. Right. Have a young actor play Nick Fury. You know, like well, don't don't let's don't do uh, Sam Jackson. I, that's not necessary at all. Your ageism aside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being realistic. Come I on, know. your your ageism aside. I love Sam. Um, you know, there's. <laughs> I, I I've always hit me up, liked, Sam. We'll play some golf, buddy. Come on, come to I've Philly. I've always <laughs> liked the the role of Nick Fury as the supporting character as he's been throughout the MCU. I think. You know, him showing up for his quick bits, uh, you know, sure. no pun intended sure. or quibby, but like him showing up for these for, for these little quick things and stuff like that. He he has his gravitas, he has his jokes, he oh, has you're using his my moments, word now. And and, and he bounces out. <laughs> yeah. And he bounces out. Yeah and, yeah. and it works so well. I'm not sure if an entire I'm not sure if an entire series around Absolutely that character not. is no. really is really what we want uh, from the MCU. I'd far rather see them put their resources into something else that's that's more interesting. But Disney needs to generate content for Disney Plus, and if Sam Jackson's willing to do it, well, damn it, they're willing to make it. Next news story. <laughs> All right, Jay, this is the final news story of of the week. There are, and and this is heavy rumor mill stuff. Mm-hmm. This is why I saved it for the end. Um, there are reports that Johnny Depp is in talks to play a role or multiple roles within the MCU. But there's also talks that John Krasinski, and we've heard these rumors that John Krasinski was going to be playing a role in the MCU. We know famously that he was originally down to the wire to become Captain America. And ultimately he lost it Mm -hmm. even after they fitted him for a costume because Chris Evans became available. And that's who they really wanted. (laughs) So he got cast aside and originally they were looking for a a different type of iron man as well more so than robert downey jr and 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 rumors were that tom cruise way back when was going to be playing the role of tony stark everyone thought it because he just kind of looked right for the part and tom wanted a see-through transparent mask so they could see the tom cruise flying in the air that's right that's right. So they uh, they they ultimately didn't go with Johnny Depp for 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 playing Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they moved on to Joaquin Phoenix, who ultimately turned it down, and then they moved on to Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I think Ethan Hawke was in the mix too. Uh, there was right. a whole bunch of guys. A lot of a lot of guys uh, thrown in there for those roles. Josh Krasinski did not become Captain America. He ended up not doing anything in the MCU. And the big rumor is that he will be playing Mister Fantastic. And apparently, that rumor may or may not be true, uh, given this news that this rumor that we're bringing to you. And Tom Cruise obviously never wound up being Tony Stark. And I think the MCU never would have gotten the push that it did had Robert Downey Jr. not taken the role of Tony Stark. I think that is ultimately, we talked about it in our final lines yeah. of, of movies, that Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man, delivering that final line yeah. of I am Iron Man is is really the kickstart to the MCU. So the big rumor is now, Jay, is that 
Johnny Depp's in talks to play multiple roles with the MCU. John Krasinski, we know, has already been involved with MCU, and there's been rumors that he's going to be playing something in the MCU, and everyone's pretty much thought that it was going to be Mr. Fantastic. And apparently now Tom Cruise has also allegedly been approached by Marvel. It seems like, Jay, they may be playing their roles that they were originally up for Tom Cruise as Iron Man. John Krasinski as Captain America and Johnny Depp as Doctor Strange. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made up names. In alternate universes that will be interlaid within Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. What do you feel about this potential rumored meta casting? I do like it. I, I gotta like say, I gotta say, this is exciting. This reminds me of something like Into the Spider Verse, something that's yes. really batshit crazy and so on the nose, where it could be so fucking enjoyable and fun to watch that you can't take your eyes off of it. I think Kevin Feige hundred percent watched Into the Spider Verse and went like, "Yes, we, we got to take yes. the MCU into a different realm. Yes. We got we to do something fun. We got to do something interesting with it. Now that we've we've." And then, essentially blown our wad on Endgame. Right, right. We, we we built you know ten years of eleven years of films leading up to Endgame, and, and we got to take it somewhere yeah. fun and, and you interesting. Have, and you have DC's Flash trying to play with that as well to some degree, to, um, to a degree. And I I think this is super exciting. I think this is if you right. find the tone. You know, obviously, we we it's, we talk about this a lot, and and the tone of a film is so hard to do, but it's so important and it's so amazing when it does work correctly. Um, Fanboys like me, like like yeah. you know, would see John Krasinski, and we get a kick out of it because sure. it's like we know that he was almost cast as Captain America, yeah. uh, but like for the average audience, it's still John Krasinski, right? It's still someone they like, and, exactly, and, exactly, and 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 their minds. Are, I mean, they're, they're, oh yeah, there's gonna be. As an audience, they've oh. been primed for multiverses right. now, oh, yeah. based on media that's coming out. Well, so. there'll be there'll be a thirty percent of the market not even knowing the the you know the pun, <laughs> right? You know the, the whole joke the, of it. Yeah, the like, meta joke. Yeah, behind exactly, it, right. exactly. So, but it'll still work. That's the whole point. <laughs> it'll still work right. with John Krasinski alone, or you know, or Johnny Depp or Tom Cruise playing those roles. It'll still work, even if you didn't even know the joke. But if you are in on the joke it just makes it 20 times better now these are just rumors so take them with the largest grain of salt that you could possibly fit out yeah, of your salt but shaker. i do love thinking about it and talking about it on about air it. yeah <laughs> i do i do I, I i like the idea i think yeah. i think it's I, I think it's a fun way to include these people yeah i Get hope i can dream start. about it tonight when i go to sleep yeah. it'll be good <laughs> you'll be dreaming of uh tom cruise <laughs> <sighs> for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of these rumors, I do have a follow up for a rumor that we kind of dropped about two weeks ago about Pedro Pascal walking off the set of the. Oh, you have an update? Oh, tell me. Apparently, there's been some more. This is still in the rumor mill, but apparently. It's all been put to bed. Pedro Pascal will continue to work on The Mandalorian. Um, and apparently the, it, it was blown a little bit out of proportion, like I 
said I thought that it would have been. And um, it really has nothing to do with the EW article that I said that, you know, where John Favreau was like, you're going to see a very different second half of the season. We're going to follow different characters and stuff like that. Apparently, it, that following separate characters had nothing to do with Pedro Pascal walking off set. Apparently, Pedro Pascal did walk off set, but it was due to creative differences. And potentially, those creative differences had nothing to do with him wearing the helmet or anything like that. It may have had to do with the fact that he was going to be getting less screen time because they are building a larger Star Wars universe over on Disney+. Plus. They're building their own kind of like interconnected story through their television shows that's being led by Dave Filoni. And they're going to start that in season two. So we know we're already getting Sabine Wren. We know we're getting Ahsoka Tano. We know we're getting all these Disney plus shows that are, that are kind of being promised in the far flung future. And it's going to start with the Mandalorian season two. And they're going to start peppering in those stories within the Mandalorian, which ultimately equals less screen time for Pedro Pascal than he may have initially thought that he would get being the titular role he still the, doesn't have show. nearly his star power to be such a prima donna i i can't really i doesn't. cannot believe this i can't I, I just can't believe he acted like that it's unbelievable but the, but the fact is it's all been put to bed but here's the thing these are what's being reported to us in rumors that that like i said are getting blown out of proportion we don't know whether pedro pasquale literally just walked up to john favreau and said come on man what, what, i mean what's going on yeah and, and favreau assistant just got a nice fat payday from right. ew for that scoop you know just because they exactly. eavesdropped off of a conversation that exactly they had. i know i don't know i know, no, know. or feloni could have put their arm around him and went look man you're still the fucking guy yeah it's an important job i need someone i can trust you are my number one guy and 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 it got put to bed in one day. It could have been just a a minor thing. He, Pedro Pascual could have just had literally had a bad day where he fucking sure. shot off at the uh, mouth of at one person complaining. We all complain about work to people, but we never know when we complain when we put our thoughts out there who's going to hear it and and where it's going to wind up mm -hmm. and it could just be one of those things it, it may not be as serious as some other places are reporting it but the thing to take away is pedro pascal still with the mandalorian and awesome. the mandalorian moving into other character stories and stuff like that has more to do with building a cohesive universe over on disney plus for star wars more so than it did for any problems with pedro pascal so Love it. i wanted to follow back up with that because I don't just want to leave us putting a rumor out there like mm -hmm. that. Uh, talk at least us talking about it. I know we're not we're, we're not really well, especially with something big like right. that. We we know more clarity. Uh, exactly, exactly. We just have to Which is update our listeners. You know, that's all. I want to follow up on it because I don't want people being like Pedro Pascal's a fucking dick. Fuck him. You know, where it's like eh, it turns out he may not have been as much of a dick as it was originally you know reported. Which is always why me and Jay have never really wanted to talk about rumors much. Right. On well, the show. And, but also we try to say that before we talk about it like look right. this is a rumor you guys right. gotta understand rumors <laughs> right. we're not trying just, to be like grade school kids but like right. at the same just, time that is just, a big part of hollywood gram, you know? just take a gram of yeah. salt like just, a big just old have you know, fun piece with of crack it. cocaine exactly and, and smoke it down and exactly and, and wait for your high to end <laughs> But so I just wanted to follow up with that before we get out of here. Um, Jay, one final rumor uh, while we're talking about rumors is 
Keanu Reeves being cast as Mark Spector, Moon Knight in the Moon Knight Disney Plus series. No, I don't want it. We didn't get into this. I don't. Uh, want I, don't I think want me it. and you both. I didn't want to leave this on the table, but um, I think that's far. Uh, no offense to Mr. Reeves, right? To to, to to John Wick or anything. Yeah, don't kill me. I won't kill your dog. You don't kill me. Fair enough. You're better than this. Um, you're better than this. You're better. You you're too old. <laughs> you well. can't do it. Now who's playing the two old card? Look, 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 uh, l- yeah. listen to you. <laughs> I don't want to see you in that hood and that cow. Don't do it. Let's find someone else. Okay, good, good. We're gonna get someone out. We're gonna get someone else for for Moon Knight. That that is a rumor that was being uh, reported by the Illuminati. They they've hit some rumors before. They've been wrong on other rumors in the past as well. But apparently, Keanu Reeves being looked at for the role of Mark Spector on the MCU as Moon Knight. I'm not buying that. I, I don't think that's the route that MCU would go for for that character. But that's going to do it for Super Movie Bros this week. If you have any comments for any of the news stories that we talked about, any of the films that we reviewed this week, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Super Movie Pod. I am on Twitter, J underscore SMB on Instagram super movie bros and also on facebook super movie bros podcast and if you're enjoying the content that you're getting over here please consider leaving us a five-star review on itunes if you leave us a message i'll be sure to read it on the show and if you're really enjoying our content we do have a patreon we do have additional content available over there and for just one dollar a month you can get access to all that additional content so you go to patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast and of course Make sure that you check out ageofradio.org. You there you can listen to episodes of Super Movie Bros or you can check out one of the other fantastic shows that is part of the Age of Radio network. I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.